Thank you for joining us on the Our New Normals podcast. I'm Kim Devine. Traumatic brain injury survivors finally have a platform for sharing their own personal stories, obstacles, and struggles. We'll also hear from the different medical professionals, such as physical, occupational, and speech therapists, doctors, nurses, and more. Let's join in now to the Our New Normals podcast. Yeah, now remember that Brianna and Robert in the beginning, Boston Medical were there a lot. Brianna actually was going to nursing school and she would come right from nursing school and come to the hospital. Robert, on the other hand, who was there, you know, when dad fell, actually got really sick. And I remember he was, he was sick for a few weeks and he was doing the Zoom, you know, doing classes um, on Zoom. But I do remember each day that there was something going on with John that he had a Doppler put in his head to measure the pressure. I remember texting our friend Bob, who was a nurse at another hospital, and he's telling me, Claire, ask this, ask that, because honestly, I didn't know the questions to ask. You know, so I did ask the questions, how big the brain bleed was and if it was still active. And and thank God that, that it did stop. But John was on the ventilator for about two weeks, and that's maximum time that you should be on the ventilator before they insert the trach. So we kept on praying because I know that's something that John did not want to trach because his friend had a trach, and his voice sounded different. And John always told me, oh, gosh, I don't want to trach. And it was hard for me because if that was to keep John alive, I was going to do it. But I had to think of John's wishes what he wanted. And it was very hard for me because I wanted him alive at whatever cost. But John always told me there were certain things, you know, that he did not want. So I was torn between his wishes, which I was trying to honor, and also what the kids and I wanted, which is really hard. At one point, they did tell us, they came in the room, we're going to do a trach. And we're like, what? They decided that they were going to give it one more night. The surgeon came in and said, oh, we can't even do a trach because John has a difficult earway. God answered a prayer. John did not want a trach. He didn't need a trach. He actually got off the ventilator. So that was a prayer answered. I remember another time where they told us John would need a feeding tube, permanent feeding tube. We were like, oh my God, that's something that he never wanted. And that was going to be a permanent feeding tube. Kept on praying. And then he didn't need a feeding tube. God was showing us little victories each and every day that John was healing. And like I said, when the doctors didn't have any answers, which they did not, God does. And God did. And I remember another point where John actually got ammonia. Like father, like son. I remember one night Robert was visiting John and he was really sick. And I had him to the doctor five times. So I was running to see John, running home to take care of Robert because he was sick, and they diagnosed John with ammonia. I left, I think, at 1 o'clock in the morning and brought Robert to a different hospital when I got home because he was really sick. Brought Robert to Tufts, and they told me he had walking ammonia. I was just like, okay, God, I guess you don't give us more than we can handle, but this is kind of a lot right now. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm really losing it, God. You must be laughing at me because I don't know how I'm doing this. Because I have John in one hospital with ammonia. Robert had another hospital the same night. He has walking ammonia, like father, like son. A lot of times, Robert was there for his dad when 
he could be there, but with ammonia, he couldn't visit John for probably a week or so because he was developing high fevers. So we had my sister watching Robert and, and also friends while we were at the hospital with John because every day it seemed to be something new. John may need this. He may need that. We kept on praying, and thank God he didn't need the feeding tube. He didn't need the trach. God really answered a lot of prayers. I remember, like Brittany said, the doctors were saying, prepare for the worst, hope for the best. So when the good comes, you'll be really, really happy. And we were just like, oh, my God, what the heck does that mean? And not realizing that it means prepare for the worst because they did not know if John was going to walk, talk, use any of his body again. He was in a Hoyo lift. He was not moving. That right side was not coming back, and he could not speak. So they actually kind of led us to believe that he was going to be in a long-term facility after three weeks being unconscious. You can learn more about John's incredible journey by visiting his website at gracefromabove.org. That's gracefromabove.org. See how a divine touch of God inspired him to write his book, Grace, the ebook Does God Really Exist?, and how this podcast was born. I'm Kim Devine. Please join us here every Tuesday and Wednesday for another edition of the Our New Normals podcast.